Hey, it's Cole. Thanks for tuning in again to another Cole Talking Podcast episode. If you follow me on Instagram, which if you don't, you should, at Cole Neesmith, you know that I am a Disney fan. And one of the things that I love about Disney is you can go during the year and have a great time, which I get to do with friends frequently. But if you go back at Christmas time, it's an entirely different experience. Um, the parks transform and there's lots of additional entertainment offerings and it's a good time. So one of the things that I love to do with friends um, around Christmas time is to go to Epcot for their candlelight processional, which happens a couple times every night from the day after Thanksgiving to New Year. And um, they have a different celebrity reader reading the Christmas story and a choir of several hundred and a full orchestra. And it's a really kind of wonderful Christmas tradition. So every year, me and some friends schedule a night where we all reserve that night to go and spend time at Epcot. And this year, we um, all met and drove out there together and shared dinner together at a restaurant there at Epcot and had a really kind of wonderful time at dinner together. And then we walked around the lake, passing all of the countries and seeing all of them decorated for the holidays. And then we went and got in line at Candlelight, which you have to do usually a little bit early to, to get a seat. So we stood there and had a great time just talking in line and waiting. And we could hear the show before us kind of wrapping up in the distance as we waited in line. Eventually the line started moving and we took our seats and there are probably several thousand people in the theater and the show begins with a really beautiful orchestral overture. And then the singers begin processing down the aisles, all of them holding these electric candles. And then they go on a journey of singing lots of Christmas songs. And um, there's a celebrity reader who will read passages um, from the Bible of the Christmas story and tell a few other stories um, all along the way. And it's just a, a nice time with friends. And so this year we went and Neil Patrick Harris was reading the Christmas story and the choir and orchestra were playing and singing. And at the end, um, Neil Patrick Harris, um, the celebrity reader of that night, gave a nice kind of blessing to everyone, telling them to enjoy their night. And he ended that section of the evening with the phrase, Happy Holidays. And someone close by in our section, kind of an older lady sound, sounded like with a gruff voice, yelled out, Merry Christmas, kind of in this vehement response kind of way. Um, and it was in that moment where, you know, I thought about this idea of the war on Christmas as it's been titled. And it was kind of illuminating to me that the war on Christmas really happens in the hearts of those who use the phrase Merry Christmas as a weapon against others. Um, you know, the war on Christmas is kind of framed as this attack on the Christian tradition of Christmas and companies and brands and individuals saying happy holidays or declaring war against people who believe in and celebrate Christmas in some way. And I've encountered lots of people who do exactly what that lady did. They use the phrase Merry Christmas as a bomb 
that they hurl back in response in order to prove a point or defend their cause. And oftentimes it seems to come from this inwardly violent place of needing to be defended or in some ways it being an offensive move against people who, I mean, if you stop and think about it, are just wishing someone something good and saying happy holidays. And, you know, we declare, people declare this war on Christmas, but it really seems like the war isn't from people who would say happy holidays. The war is in the hearts of people who have made Christmas something that's violent and use the phrase Merry Christmas as an offensive move hurled back to someone who's smiling at them and and wishing them well. And really the bigger question is why do we expect companies and organizations to take our ideological stance? Why would we expect Disney or Macy's or Walmart uh, to believe in Christmas or promote Christmas. Uh, What's odd is, you know, even at Candlelight, we had literally just heard over a dozen songs sung about Jesus and the birth of Christ. And we had listened to these songs that are all about that event that took place. And this one phrase at the end, happy holidays, for some reason, kind of rejected all that we had just heard and experienced. Um, a really wonderful evening, and this lady took it as an offense and in response kind of throughout this violent Merry Christmas. But these huge organizations employ a diversity of people, and their customers are a diverse audience, and their shareholders are also a diverse set of people with diverse beliefs and backgrounds and experiences. And, um, you know what, if somebody wants to say Merry Christmas, that is okay. If somebody wants to say Happy Holidays, it seems like that's okay as well. And at the end of the day, like a company exists to reach as many customers as possible and to make as much money as possible. And even if a company were to tell its employees to say Merry Christmas, chances are that there's some sort of underlying corporate reason for doing so. Perhaps it's because their customer base are statistically uh, a people who learn lean toward being uh, Christmas celebrators. And so it's um, interesting that we would dec- we would claim that there is a war declared on Christmas when a business, a corporation, an organization, allows there to be a diversity of opinion and experience and belief among their um, constituents, whether those be shareholders or employees or customers. And so I think the war on Christmas is won by bringing peace to the hearts of those who use Christmas to spread their ideology and who make the phrase Merry Christmas a bomb of offense that they're constantly vehemently hurling back at people who would wish them a happy holiday. And I think we win that war by allowing our hearts to be transformed to being people of peace. 
And even if someone were to say happy holidays to us, you know, we don't violently respond with Merry Christmas. We become people who are at peace within our own hearts and who are able to smile and say thank you. And even if you want to say Merry Christmas, there are multiple ways to say that phrase and there are multiple ways to couch it. And so you can be like that lady and somebody says happy holidays and in a violent and offensive way, you kind of mutter back Merry Christmas or somebody wishes you a happy holiday and from the peace in your heart, you smile and you say thank you. You say, thank you, happy holidays to you, and Merry Christmas, with a smile on your face. And I think the war on Christmas isn't the war on Christmas, it's the war of Christmas, really declared by those who would use Christmas as a tool of offense, as a bomb that they're throwing out into the world repeatedly. And so I just want to invite us to be people who are people of peace, who embody the spirit of, um, you know, the story of Christ, God with us, who came to bring peace on earth and uh, goodwill to men. And that's what it means for us to win the war of Christmas, is that we would allow the peace of God to permeate our hearts so that when someone wishes us well, using whatever phrase they choose to use, we don't respond in offense. We respond with gratitude and we respond from a place of peace and thankfulness to smile, say thank you, and to wish them well in whatever way we choose to do that. Thanks for listening to this episode. Um, Subscribe to the podcast in whatever app you use to listen to it so that you know when new episodes are coming out. Um, And happy holidays and Merry Christmas. See ya.